discipline, self-control, grit. These are only a few of the things taught at House of the Samurai, where world-class champions and world-class teachings come together under one roof. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with Danielle Temin of Revitalized Performance. How's it going? Very good, Chris. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's get into everything. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. And Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm a physical therapist. I've been practicing for um, a little over eight years now, and um, I opened up a, my practice, Revitalized Performance, which is basically a performance-based physical therapy clinic in Bedford, New Hampshire. Um, and basically, I uh, specialize in helping um, a couple different types of people. So active individuals, so that can be anyone that has, uh, you know, difficulty walking or wants to get back into, like, a walking program. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be someone who wants to get on the uh, floor with uh, or on and off the floor with their kids or their grandkids. Um, I also uh, treat runners, so people who want to improve their running, whether that be increasing their distance in running, um, increasing their time, uh, or decreasing their time, right? Becoming a more efficient runner, um, or hey, having knee pain or hip pain or foot pain with running. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I also treat uh, athletes, and majority of those are going to be CrossFitters. So I treat about mm-hmm. 70% uh, of the population I see as CrossFitters. There's a couple reasons for that. <laughs> uh, I know probably the reason why you're thinking, but I'll get into it. Um, so the, one of the reasons I treat CrossFitters primarily is because, one, my clinic is based in a CrossFit gym. Okay. So that's that's one of them. That's a good reason. Yeah, that's a, that's a good reason. And then I also <laughs> CrossFit myself. Uh, I really am, like, big into the CrossFit community, and mm-hmm. uh, you'll hear people say how do you know someone's a crossfitter because they talk about it it's because we we take a lot of pride in yeah. uh, what we do and our community and honestly i believe in what crossfit uh their like motto is and what they've come to be known for which is like getting people healthy and getting people moving and preventing chronic diseases which yeah. um is so prominent like so i think uh saw a study uh, recently, it was like 70% of Americans um, die of chronic diseases and illnesses. And when I say chronic disease, I mean like strokes, um, heart disease, um, uh, you know, obesity and uh, diabetes, those type of things, right? Yeah. Um, so so it's, it's trying to prevent that, right? And there's a big stigma against CrossFit, and we can chat about that. I can, try, I can chat about CrossFit this whole podcast, but we'll not make it a, po- a CrossFit podcast. Um, but there's some stigmas in, in, uh, in some bad rap on, on CrossFit and injuries. And, um, oh, if you go do CrossFit, you're going to get injured. And they've actually done a lot of studies on that as well. So they looked at people who, um, across a similar sports, so Olympic lifting, powerlifting, mm-hmm. bodybuilding, football, and things like that. And CrossFit is actually super low on the injury risk rate um, and I always get a lot of people that come uh, to see me and, uh, that don't CrossFit or when I talk to people that don't CrossFit and they go well you're going to get injured if you CrossFit would you rather have a knee pain or deal with um, uh, type 2 diabetes it's like okay CrossFit you're going to get injured no matter what kind of sport you do especially if you're competitive mm-hmm. right um, but what, what, what chronic issue would you rather do with, deal with like a shoulder pain that you can usually fix or like a chronic illness that might kill you it's like put it on the spectrum of things right but yeah yeah (laughs) so it's just funny that you brought that up because i'm not in good shape now but i used to be yeah um i used to cross for all the time back when i was in the military oh yeah nice um so i totally get it yeah it's kind of fun and when you start talking about injuries i just started laughing because i I see it all the time and a lot of time it just comes down to technique you know you get into it 
people when they start they think they're doing fine but as you get tired that technique kind of goes crazy right um so yeah you can get injured with anything you do 100 percent. yeah and i think a lot of it a lot of the injuries do happen not so much um in the new people that come and join crossfit Mm -hmm. it happens in the athletes that um are a little bit more uh they're a little bit, a little bit better or yeah. more advanced mm-hmm. because they end up overtraining and then yeah. their muscles and their joints start breaking down and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so it, it, it does ha- it happens across the board for everybody, but more the injury rate is going to be in more of those like advanced, uh, uh, competitive uh, athletes. But yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. That's too funny. <laughs> so, uh, so let's get into this a little bit. So, your physical therapist, you help people yep. who have knee pains, all yeah. these things going on. Um, so let's get a little bit. What is a physical therapist? Yeah, because some people know, some people don't. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Because there's a lot of similar fields out there. Like we were talking beforehand, there's massage therapists. There's, yeah. you know, that wheel can get pretty yeah. full. Yep, <laughs> for sure. Um, so a lot of people actually don't know what physical therapists do, and I think that's kind of common. Um, and, and then people who do know only experience maybe like one type of physical therapy and they're like, oh, this is how physical therapy is across the board. So when people don't know, I just tell them like we're movement specialists. Um, and typically we focus on helping um, people return to activities or movements that they've been avoiding because of pain. And we do that in a couple ways. Um, so we do that by assessing how they move. So if it's a runner that having uh, knee pain with running, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assess their running, right? If it's someone having pain with Olympic lifting, whether that be um, snatching, cleaning, or just squatting or deadlifting, I'm going to look at their form. And then I'm going to test their strength um, in that movement and then outside of that movement. And then we look at some maybe mobility restrictions that might be predisposing um, this risk for injury. Um, I think one of the biggest things and one of my goals is eventually having physical therapists um, known as like like going to a physical therapist as like a preventative service um, and more of a first responder than after injury. So um, it's wouldn't it be nice like so if you were someone who. I don't know, you drove to work uh, uh, like an hour each way every day. So you're doing a lot of sitting and you sit for work, right? Um, and uh, where you have a manual labor job where you're bending and lifting or twisting all day. And all those factors are like known research factors to predispose someone to lower back pain, yeah. right? So if you know you're someone that is at increased risk, um, wouldn't it be nice just to go and get some exercises uh, before your pain even starts? Um, and go, okay, I can do some stretches as a, as a preventative exercise before the pain starts. And I, I can tell you what, it's going to be a heck of a lot less expensive if you if you tackle the problem before it gets there. Yeah. Um, and people do that type of stuff all the time. Dentists, you go to the dentist every couple months to prevent cavities. You go mm-hmm. to, um, you, you get your oil changed for your car every couple months so it doesn't break down and it runs yeah. well, right? So, like, why are we as a society le- waiting till our bodies break down to going to see someone? Yeah, it's a very interesting idea there. I started laughing. I used to sell cars. Yeah. And you said the oil change thing. And yeah. I'm like, most of the time, people are supposed to do that stuff. <laughs> yeah. They often don't, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so to get back to that, we don't really take care of our bodies the way we should. And of course, we see that across culture with yeah. obesity problems and you know yeah. all that type of stuff. Um, but it's like that preventative stuff people just don't do it right you don't think about your body until it's in pain or you don't think about your mind until you're suffering and so there's a lot of things that people just don't even think about yeah and then you hurt yourself you're like oh i have to go see the doctor and they put you in the physical therapist 
never even thinking that, oh, maybe if I do that beforehand, yeah. I could not be here. Yeah. So it was that quote, like, if you if uh, you don't make time for your health or wellness, you're going to have to make time for your illness, right? So yeah. I truly believe in that. Um, if you um, if you make, I'm, t- I'm talking small changes, right? Um, you do, a, like, a stretch once a day to prevent lower back pain or prevent mm-hmm. neck pain from coming on. It can really take you a long way. Um, and what I be, mean by, like, a first responder for pain, too, is... Um, if we think about people who, uh, we'll take lower back pain as an example because it's a chronic, like, you know, a lot of people have lower back pain, right? Um, you have lower back pain uh, and you hope that it goes away. So you wait maybe a few days and it doesn't. So you've wasted a couple of days there. Then you go and you see your primary care physician. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that they might do is give you an x-ray. So they give you an x-ray and maybe some medication and then they send you home. And usually... Typically what happens is your pain doesn't change. No. Now you've paid for this x-ray. You've wasted about a week to two weeks uh, you know, getting medication that maybe you shouldn't have taken or maybe you didn't need and yeah. it wasn't helpful. And then you go back to the primary care and because you're still having pain, they're not sure what to do with you because they see a wide variety of issues, right? Um, mm. They'll send you a, an orthopedic doc. All right, so a couple weeks to get in, maybe two weeks say, to get in with an orthopedic doctor. Um, and then they're gonna do one of two things. They'll either give you an MRI or at that point, then they'll go and send you to physical therapy. Mm-hmm. So now you've wasted about three to four weeks of um, time in pain, and you've gotten an x-ray, you've gotten an MRI, you've seen multiple doctors, and you're still having the same exact pain that you did when you first started. Yeah. So as a healthcare system, that's a lot of money wasted as well. Mm-hmm. And I won't get into it too, too much because um, – but MRIs and X-rays are so overused and overutilized, yeah. and there is a purpose for those, right? Like they have, they rule out fractures, they rule out something insidious like cancer, cysts, tumors, things like that, right? So there's a true purpose for that. Um, but, but the common mechanical lower back pain, even if you did an, an MRI and the person has degenerative disc disease or disc herniations, which are the big ones that everyone comes in and tells you, oh, I have disc herniations, I have uh, degenerative disc disease, mm-hmm. it's my back is is bad. They've done MRIs across um, like hundreds of people, people with lower back pain, people without lower back pain, yep. and they're finding um, that even people without lower back pain have disc degeneration and disc herniations. It's a normal part of aging. Yeah. Um, it, it, what do they say? It's like, uh, it's like wrinkles, but on the inside of her body, right? It's just normal aging process. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Um, so, let's see. Um, Okay, so we, so we kind of touched base on uh, what you do, kind yeah. of how stuff. So let's start with brand new patient decides, I want to go talk to you. Yeah. How does that process kind of look, work? Because um, a lot of times fear stops us from doing things. Yeah. Like going to see a massage therapist. There's a lot of fear in there, which is kind of funny. Yeah. And so someone comes in, they're like, oh, hi. Yeah, 100%. I'm 100%. Um, so... One of the things that I do at Revitalized Performances, um, uh, when someone contacts me, is they get a 15 to 20 minute discovery. We'll call it like a discovery visit, mm-hmm. which is on the phone. Um, so I get to know a person before that they before they even like walk in the door. So we talk about um, the pain that they've been having, the limitations that they've been having, um, and then their goals. So that way, our first treatment is a little bit more focused, um, and. The follow-up would be coming in for an initial eval, which is uh, always a one-hour treatment. Um, 
and basically we look at like mobility and um, strength and uh, all the things kind of I talked about before that we do uh, and then we start really treating their pain and trying to eliminate that pain from day one and I think the big thing on day one that we do also is we set up a plan like a long-term plan because pain is reoccurring right so lower back 50% of the time lower back pain is going to come back for you if you've had it once six months from now a year from now five years from now you're gonna have it again okay so what happens um, what happens if it comes back can we prevent it from coming back if it comes back what we what can we do for exercise to kind of nip it in the butt before it starts expanding or spreading down your leg or something like that right so um, and then after that plan we talk about we'll set up visits um, and for me which I'm a little different than other practices which I can talk about also um, I see people on a once a week basis because they're an hour long treatment Um, and I'll see them once a week for maybe like two or three weeks in a row and then we'll start spanning um, maybe every other week or once a month and then some people choose to continue with me even after the pain is gone Mm -hmm. um, to prevent other pains from coming on yeah so yeah yeah because it's fun because we're talking about uh you know physical therapy but also sounds like fitness coach a little bit too a little bit yeah 100 like, yeah. percent. Gray area in between there yeah which um which insurance doesn't cover uh so um so i can kind of get into why we're a little different but uh but but performance based um a lot of times insurance if you go to a traditional physical therapy clinic, let's just take, for example, something people can relate to, an ACL repair. Mm-hmm. Um, average visits uh, in a traditional physical therapy clinic is about 20 to 30 visits, which mm-hmm. is a lot. Um, and uh, the time span can any, be anywhere from like three to six months that you're seeing this person for, but a lot of insurances won't cover that amount of time. And you're making that person being able to walk again, going up and down the stairs again. But say if it's a like a kiddo or, or someone in high school that wants to return to basketball and they need sharp cutting movements, they need to be twisting and turning and really confident in that leg, um, that way they can get back to their sport. Insurance doesn't don't care. Yeah. Like they won't cover it. Like if they're functional, they're not covering that care for you. And it's it's a bummer because that's the stuff that people love to do, and that's what keeps yeah. people healthy and moving um, as a society. But uh, insurance goes like, well, you're functional, you can walk, you can go up and down stairs, um, you must be fine. So that's kind of where my clinic comes going in and going like, all right, well, you might be fine, but can we take you to the next level so that we can get back to your sport or activity? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I always find that interesting because. Um, because you said you're at that point where they won't pay for the extra, but then if the person starts doing that activity again, they can very easily put themselves back in the beginning of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, ACL uh, repairs, like the chance of that happening again on the, the opposite <clears throat> leg is so high, and the, the chance of it happening again on that same leg is high as well. So, yeah. um, so if you can better prepare someone to get back to a sport or activity, in the long run, you're decreasing the amount of, of health care that you're using, right? Decreasing yeah. the cost. But insurance company doesn't look at it that way. Yeah. They don't pay for preventative care. They don't pay for um, the what-ifs and things like that. They pay for, okay, you have pain, fix your pain, you're done with physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the way um, our health care should be at this point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a good argument to be made in that realm, but yeah. I'll stay out of the politics. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah for sure. So uh, as far as your clients go, because I know you're in a CrossFit gym, yep. do you have a typical age that you service, or uh, uh, do you take anybody, but it kind of happens to be that because of where you are? Yeah, you know? I would say I take, uh, when I say anybody, like, um, I'm not treating, like, 
kiddo kiddos like yeah. uh, you know like I, I see a couple um kiddos in like middle school and stuff I think that would probably be like my age limit I'm um because I really am doing like more specialty work as far yeah. as like sports and stuff um I would say the most common age is uh anyone from like uh in their 22 23 realm to um I see people as old as like in their 60s but I would say like majority is like in the middle like 40s and 50s for sure okay. yeah yep yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's that weird area where the minute you step over the 30 line, your body just starts going really quick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you have to work a little harder, right? Yeah. I see, I like, I have a lot of, uh, I actually have a, a fair group, a fair amount of people um, that are in CrossFit. Um, they're, in, they're in their, like, 40s, 50s, 60s, and uh, and they're they're doing phenomenal, but they're comparing themselves to, like, people in their 20s and 30s. I'm like, you can't do that, but... Yeah. Um, but you're still doing something, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so they have to just be a little bit more mindful about um, their positioning, their postures, and mobility restrictions that maybe they haven't had in years, and now they're, um, you know, they're trying to um, throw a barbell over their head or something like that. So we just try to prevent those injuries from coming on as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just looking at the little list here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So coming to see you over... Just doing just doing exercises on their own. Yeah. Yeah. That so <laughs> um so coming to see me versus doing exercises on your own. Um, I think this is like the uh, common I thing I get from people. Um, you know, can I can you just give me a few exercises yeah. to do? Like someone will stop me in the gym and be like. I have shoulder pain. Just give me a few exercises. Like, what what can I do for my shoulder? Or what can I do for my lower back? I get that a lot at family parties, actually. Uh, What can I do for my wrist? It hurts. And it really does take someone coming into the office and doing, like, a full mechanical evaluation. Um, Because everyone's pain is so different. And there are common movements or stretches or exercises that I will give. But it doesn't mean that exercise or movement is right for everyone across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of goes into, like, some of my specializations that I do as well. Um, so one of the things that I do is uh, it's called the, the McKenzie Method. Um, it's actually uh, right. It was on Good Morning America Wednesday, last Wednesday, which was pretty awesome. Um, but basically, McKenzie Method is a specialization where we specialize in uh, in the spine as well as other orthopedic injuries. And that method involves doing an assessment um, specific to that person. So you're treating that person on how they move, how they feel, not based off of their imaging. So it's really tough to give just random exercises out if you don't know, um, if, if, if I don't know like what movement is limited or how does it feel when you move in this direction yeah. versus this direction. So it's very specific to each person. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Kind of a funny note. Because um, this type of stuff always comes up at my family. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And, again, I'm a big gen. Everyone in my family is very similar. Yeah. So someone's like, oh, man, my back is killing me. And I'm like, I'll lose 50 pounds. And <laughs> yeah. Because the same symptom can have a lot of different uh, a lot of different causes. I yeah. forget what that's called. There's a word for that. But um, it's a medical thing, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. So, you know, yeah, your gut is pulling your back out of alignment, or it could be an injury. There's a lot of things. So 100%. seeing someone with, like, a degree, not a degree, but at least the the specialty, the knowledge of that is yeah. important. Yeah, and so this other thing I tell people is like, um, like every physical therapist is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we all now have to go to school and get our doctor degree, and that's a whole other thing. Like, I, I'm happy that I have my doctor degree. Um, it's not something I brag about, but like, 
um, it's, it's, it's more money that that school wanted. <laughs> but so, so some therapists have their master's degree. Um, some therapists have their bachelor's if they're a little older, right? They've been practicing for a, a while. But now we have, across the board, you have to get your doctorate. What happens after your doctorate degree is completely up to you as an individual as therapist. Um, in New Hampshire, we have to take a certain amount of continuing education courses mm-hmm. for a year to maintain our license. Um, in Massachusetts, you have to take none. Mm-hmm. which is pretty scary. So it makes us uh, being consistent, up to date with um, current practice and, yeah. and what's out there. So very similar to someone who um, wants to see, like has a heart disease or something like that. You want to see someone who specializes in that, right? You go to see a cardiologist. Uh, I don't think people think of it that way for physical therapy, but they should. If you have something specific and you're you're having a pain with some sort of movement or some sort of body part, you should go to see a physical therapist that specializes in that body part, right? Whether that's um, pelvic pain and you go to see a women's health specialist or a uh, running pain and you go to see someone who specializes in that, right? I specialize in in a couple different areas. Um, So really being mindful of who you choose to go to see your physical therapist because I've heard it across the board. There's good therapists, there's bad therapists, there's good doctors, there's bad doctors, right? But everyone treats very differently across the board and the reason why is because of their background and their specialization. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so I have um, just to do a little bit more into the specialization. I already talked about my McKenzie specialization, but I also um, I don't know if you've heard of dry needling before at all. No, I don't know that one. So it's so, so people kind of confuse it a little bit with acupuncture, but it is we use acupuncture needles. Yeah. Um, we put it into tight tissue to bring help bring blood flow to the area. It also helps release this like endogenous uh, opioids, so our body produces these natural opioids, which are pain relievers, mm-hmm. right, into the area. So um, so it can be super helpful for someone dealing with chronic pain. Um, the other thing that I do is uh, blood flow restriction training. Have you heard of that a little bit? That I don't know. Yeah, so BFR, blood flow restriction training. Um, actually, a lot of, like, pro sports teams are, are mm-hmm. have been using it, and now it's kind of getting to uh, now, like, the, the normal population can use it, too. Um, actually, Adrian Peterson, football player who uh, had a major ACL injury uh, yeah. a few years ago, he actually used that to um, recover and come back. So he's had pretty good success. And then I know – the Bruins also use that um, as well. So a mm. lot of big-name pro sports teams are using it. Um, so basically what it is, it's, it's called BFR, but it's brief intermittent occlusion. Um, so it's basically restriction of blood flow to a limb, right? So to give you an idea of, of what, uh, what it is, um, say you ha- had a knee injury, we'll use for example. Um, we would put a cuff around your leg, very much like a blood pressure cuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would pump that cuff up to then occlude a certain percent of blood flow to your limb. Mm-hmm. Now, in normal exercise, um, what happens is our body produces these like metabolic byproducts. So I'm pr- sure you've heard of like lactate or lactic acid yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that, right? That's normal. That's a normal process. But with the with the uh, cuff, it keeps that metabolic byproduct in um, in that leg, so it traps it in there, as opposed to having it flushed out through fresh blood, right? Um, and what that does is it causes our muscles to fatigue way faster than it would with normal exercise. Mm. So you're doing this exercise, so let's say squats for a knee. Um, 15 squats feels like 50 squats, okay? <laughs> oh, um, uh, yeah, so, and the good thing is that you're, so so it's it's making that muscle fatigued, 
And when the muscle gets fatigued, it goes to a second or third layer of muscle fiber. So it's, it's trying to recruit more muscle fibers than it normally would during normal exercise because you're still trying to do the exercise. You're still trying to do the movement. Um, but the muscle, the first layer of muscle fibers have already burnt out and fatigued. Does that make kind of yeah. make some sense? So, um, so it increases more muscle fibers to the area. So it increases your strength under really low load. So you don't have to do the 30 squats. You could just do the 15 squat or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, depending on the person and, and what they're going for. But, um, but yeah, it, it uh, increases muscle strength in really low load situations. Um, it increases actually growth hormone, and I think it's like IGF-1 or something like that, which is just basically like a repair hormone. Um, uh, and so it's meant for people who maybe post-operative, right? So you can't bear weight or yeah. a fracture. You can't bear weight on the leg. Um, it's meant for people who... Um, want to recover from injury or say you did have an ACL repair, you rehabbed it and maybe your quad or um, your calf strength never really came back to fully what it was. So yeah. it's uh, it's helpful in, in all those areas. Hmm. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is I have a specialization in um, in uh, running. So I'm a running technique specialist. So I've done a bunch of courses on like specifics on how to break someone's running down. And then in three weeks, I'm completing my CFMA certified CMFA Certified Management of Clinical uh, Clinical Management of Fitness Athlete it's like all these like funky letters at the end of the name basically yeah. that means is like I, I took a bunch of coursework uh, specifically <laughs> for athletes specifically for powerlifters Olympic lifters crossfitters right so nice. um so I, I'm able to treat them uh, a little bit more uh, specialized than, than other people right That's so cool. yeah so like some people some physical therapists are, are pretty decent about breaking someone's um, back squat down or analyzing the back squat or deadlift or something like that, right? Um, but not a lot of physical therapists are good at um, looking at someone's Olympic lift and going, well, can we change it? Uh, you know, looking at their snatch, looking at their clean or something yeah. like that. So that's kind of where I, I took those extra courses. Okay. So I, I love education. I love learning. Um, you asked me, like, like every couple of weeks I'm like in a new course and I can't get enough information. I'm like, give me all the information. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we could sit here and talk about that yeah. all day. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. But yeah. let's uh, leave it there. Yeah. How do people find you, reach you, get in touch with you? Which gym are you in? Yeah. So I'm in uh, CrossFit Amiskeg, which okay. is in Bedford. Yeah. If you uh, want to contact me, um, you can certainly give us a call. I have a Google number, so I uh, haven't had it memorized yet. So 978-237-0336. And um, I just want to just make one more point is mm-hmm. um, why we're a little bit different than other yeah, people. Yeah. It's just, just because... Um, we are treating people one-on-one, right? Um, we don't ask people to come in uh, two, three uh, times a week um, uh, so we can give that individualized care. And if you've ever been to a traditional physical therapy clinic, they're seeing like two to three um, or more people at a time. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to come in a little bit more often and things like that. Um, so we're a little bit more specialized. So, yep, so I'm in uh, Bedford, uh, CrossFit Amos Gig, and uh, that's my number. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you fun. very much, Chris. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you're in pain, need help, definitely do that. Reach out even before it becomes an issue. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.